thank you for joining us for another episode of God, Law, and Liberty with David Fowler, president of the Family Action Council of Tennessee. Every week, we are putting culture, politics, and law on a collision course with the truth of God's Word. And now, here's David. Well, I welcome you to this week's episode of God, Law, and Liberty as we move to episode two, I guess you could say, lesson number two in our new series entitled Building Blocks. What we're looking at are the things that need to be restored if we are going to restore the ruins of the Western legal tradition that we looked at in the last series. Now, if you've not listened to that series, you might find that it's worth going back to that series and trying to catch up on some of it, particularly the last four or five episodes of it. But today, we want to continue uh, the conversation that began last week with this forgotten concept within Christianity that really, to be honest, no longer exists in our public space, which is called metaphysics. In other words, what I'm saying is the first building block to restoring the ruins of the Western legal tradition, to restoring the concept of true parental rights and limits to parental rights. You'll recall we talked about that last week, that a parent can't consent to the removal of their children's reproductive organs when uh, they're in puberty. They just can't do it because it violates the nature of what human beings are to be reproductive and the nature of the relationship between a parent and child. And we talked about the fact that there are no natures if there is nothing called metaphysic that supplies an understanding of nature and there is no metaphysic unless there is a cosmology grounded in the Creator God. Okay, now that's sort of a recap and a start. What I want to do today briefly is to help us appreciate why this building block is imperative in a way that's a bit different from what I discussed last week. I said last week that, well, if we don't restore these metaphysical categories of male and female, husband and wife, mother, father, and child, uh, well, we won't have any real parental rights. And you may say, well, that's okay. Uh, We live in a conservative state. Uh, We'll get Governor Youngkin or our state legislature to pass a statute that gives them to us. I don't want to get out here and get too messy with all this stuff and lose friends and uh, lose clients, lose customers, whatever it might be. Uh, let's, let's, you know, this will do. Well, it won't do. And today I'm going to explain why it won't do. Again, using a clip from a podcast I mentioned last week that I encourage you to listen to called Theology Podcast. It's uh, found wherever you can find podcasts. It's on the Fight, Laugh, Feast Network, which is where I found it. And it's essentially... Uh, they describe themselves as three overeducated reform guys uh, fussing about different things. And I'm going to go back to now a statement made in the same podcast that I referenced last week 
but this time by Pastor Wiley. But human nature is something that most intellectuals today deny even exist. Uh, so what that means is that people are constructed socially from the bottom up, that there is no essential core to a human being that makes a person human, which means that whoever had, possesses power can create a new kind of human. Yeah. And that's what totalitarians aspire to do. This is one of the reasons why when I bring up the subject of totalitarianism and I, and I tell people it is a new thing, it came on the scene in the modern uh, world that in it, we don't have anything like it in the past, they look at me quizzically and say, that's impossible. There's nothing new under the sun. Well, yes, there is. We have airplanes. They're new. We've never had airplanes. We, there are things that came out of modernity that really are innovations and are new and challenge us. And some of those are tremendously destructive and deny metaphysical reality. And totalitarianism is an, is an example uh, of that. So unless we get back to nature's, we are going to have the, the boot of the state smashing our face for eternity like we see at the end of 1984. Well, that's a certainly a cheery prospect to have the boot smashing us in the face the rest of our lives if we don't reestablish these categories. Now, a couple of things that I, I want to comment on regarding his statements is his statement about totalitarianism and our thought that, well, we've always had totalitarianism. And I would say that in some ways that's not necessarily accurate. What we have had in the past is authoritarian governments, but not totalitarian in the exact same way that we have today. You'll notice that he said new things have come out of modernity. Now, modernity would have been understood as essentially the concepts of the Enlightenment. The Enlightenment did not necessarily reject these categories of mother, father, husband, wife, male, female. They rejected the idea that they were given natures and realities because of a God who was involved in his creation and in the cosmos. Almost if there is a God, it's deistic. He's, he's separate from his cosmos. He wound it up in a certain way, and it runs along, and we use reason to decide how to run it along. But eventually, what came out of that modernity was the collapse of all metaphysical categories that, and I think I talked about this in a, in a previous episode, oh, maybe a year ago, where, where finally people like Diderot were willing to admit that, well, if there is no God, of creation, there are no categories. That's the new form of totalitarianism that's different from being authoritarian, that we now can get power and completely reshape everything and can make it such that boys and girls can be the same thing. I mean, we, we have to appreciate that, that while boys are transitioning to girls and girls are transitioning to boys. Essentially what they're doing and what the pageantry of the drag queen shows is portraying for us in the arts 
is the idea that these lines are completely blurred anymore. There are no real given boundaries, no real given nature, because there is no distinction between a creator and what's created. All there is is stuff. So that's what he's talking about. It's a new understanding of, of totalitarianism, different from the past, which is why a school board would say, we can indeed do this. We can say, Susie can become Sam and swim against Teresa. Bob can have surgery and become Barbara. Parents can consent to that because the only thing that exists is the individual and the individual's understanding of themselves and law must now be used to come to the aid of the person who lives in his own cosmos. What I'm trying to say is, is if we don't understand the nature of the conversation we're in, it'll be like at a party where you walk up and you don't really know what's going on and you say something and it sounds stupid and it's meaningless to everybody there and the next thing you know they're all deciding maybe it's time for the conversation to end and they're wandering off. I mean that's what Christians are sort of doing, I hate to say. Now, if you, if you want to get a picture of this new totalitarianism, just think about the issue of marriage. In virtually all states, I think there are just four, five, six exceptions, the only way to have a marital relationship is to get a license from the state and then file that license with the state. So a husband and wife can exchange vows vows that you and I would agree these are these are vows of matrimony they are promises made in the nature of husband and wife and the state will say that has no significance no meaning we will not recognize it there are no rights there are no duties that we will protect or enforce unless you've gotten permission from the government first and then you've recorded that document later now wh what distresses me my friends is that pastors are often one of the persons chosen, authorized by state law, to bring into existence, you might say, a civil marriage that is according to statutes that, that now say the distinction between man and woman doesn't exist and is not relevant to the nature of this relationship. And at least in the state of Tennessee, pastors are signing a document which if they compared it to the old ones that used to say bride and groom and you filled in the boxes, it now just says bride, groom, and partner in two different places and you check the appropriate boxes and they're certifying, which is a term of art, under penalties of perjuries that they have conducted that marriage and fu to fulfill the purposes, the definitions, what state law says is now matrimony. So do you see the totalitarianism in that? That what God gave to a man and a woman and said, now take this, reproduce, multiply, fill the earth to accomplish my purpose, fill it with the knowledge of the glory of God extend the garden into Eden and Eden into the rest of the world where I will meet with my people, we have said no, there are no such categories. You see, what's happening is pastors do not understand the reality of these metaphysical categories that rest in a cosmology that is rest, resting in God as creator. That's why, as was said last week, 
The church has an allergy to metaphysical concepts and categories uh, to which one of the co-hosts of that show said, and I agree, it's really more than an allergy. It's an aversion, or perhaps it's a complete ignorance of the existence of those categories. Because a Christian could never say that a matrimonial relationship, a marital relationship, could ever exist but between a man and a woman. The very concept of matrimony, think of its roots. It's dealing with matrons, mothers. The whole concept of matrimony is rooted in the fact that there are men and women who are capable of, of women becoming mothers of, of, of procreation. So see, what has happened is that the Christian church has accepted totalitarianism. And as I've said to some of my friends, if the government can say, we now own and control marriage, it doesn't exist apart from our blessing, and we can define it how we want, we can, we can reorder the cosmology of Genesis 1, then it's small potatoes to take away your child's rights in the public schools. It's small potatoes to say your church can't meet. In fact, I think Marx actually said eventually we won't have to prove that Christianity is false and atheism is true because eventually when we reorder the cosmos so that God is gone, Christianity just won't make sense anymore. And that's where we are. And therefore, the space, when we argue for religious liberty, the space that we seem to want can do nothing but shrink because there's no place for God and therefore Christians in the new cosmological order that is ours. And that is by nature a totalitarian environment. So if we do not begin to reestablish these metaphysical categories of being and of natures, we will continue to live in a totalitarian environment where we will always be fighting the government for whatever rights that we know we have, but we have given away. And that's why I want to focus on this here at the beginning of this series on building blocks. I, I, I hope this is beginning to gel in your own thinking, and you're beginning to see that it's not sufficient, as we said last week, to simply pass a statute that says X or Y. Those statutes must reflect the reality of the nature of the world that God made, or else they are not just, and they are not righteous. And that's where you get totalitarianism. And I hope you'll join me next week for the next episode of God, Law, and Liberty. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe to the podcast. And if you want to help spread the word, please give us a five-star review and tell your friends to subscribe too. God, Law, and Liberty is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. For more information, please visit us at www.facttennessee.org. That's F-A-C-Tennessee.org. And please follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Fact Tennessee.